I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that one yet. It's on my Netflix. But I haven't seen that one yet. So I hear you have some explaining to do. Gobble, gobble. It's me, Tom Turkey. <laughs> it, it is turkey time. It's turkey time. Time to cook me. Oh, they make such terrible sounds. Hi. I, I'm Mr. Potato, and I can't wait to be crushed. I've got so many eyes. Yeah, just just cover me in cream and just just whip just me. Fuck me up, fam. <laughs> um, how are you? I'm pretty good. I am pretty late good. because I was uh, dry brining our, mm. our personal foul. Um, mm-hmm. we, and and yeah. you, you're late in that you are five minutes late. Let's well, let's not. Okay, yeah, but like, I've, like I was like like patting it dry with paper towels, looking at the clock. Going, Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I have dry brined a chicken, um, but uh, I've never cooked a turkey on my own. It is it is Thanksgiving week this yes. week. It is it is the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Yeah. American Thanksgiving. American Thanksgiving. And um yeah, I think this this is the I we've I've cooked a goose before, but never mm-hmm. and and that didn't go great. Your goose was cooked? Yes. It was a it turns out geese are like naturally very greasy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like it's a greasy bird. Because um, I am as as uh if you are a subscriber of the New York Times, you're aware of my family recipe, the noodles. Mm-hmm. And uh, traditionally, we make the noodles with the drippings from the bird. And one time I made them when I was in, um, I was having Thanksgiving out in California with friends, and they were cooking a goose that year. And so the the noodles were made with homemade turkey stock and goose drippings, Mm. and they were obscene. Yeah, yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, we're, this is our first time hosting ever. And uh, we found a, a the Judy Bird method is what it's called, and it's literally just just like doing a salt rub uh, three days before and then cooking it. <laughs> See, everybody um, was into the wet brine for yeah like, a solid decade. Yeah, like it's actually funny. The last the last Thanksgiving we were at, where like where people did a turkey and everything, like. Um, <laughs> but Kristen described it as just earlier. She was like, "This is a lot easier than the wet brine, which is just like a bag of salmonella <laughs> in your <laughs> fridge." I mean, we always. I mean, my mom did it because um, it was it was an Elton Brown thing, or as ah. we call him in my family, Elton Kun. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would watch the Thanksgiving episode and um, get like a just a five gallon drum and fill it with shit. Yeah, fill brine and herbs and juniper berries mm-hmm. and then because it because it was cold outside just just leave it on the back yeah porch we did that I, I feel like i feel like when i was a kid we we wet brined a turkey in like an igloo cooler <laughs> like the ones that you get gatorade from at soccer games mm. yeah. um uh, so what's what's the what's the game plan you got the you got the, the bird we got the bird You're it gonna, is a modest cook, cook bird the because it is only um, like it's only us and Kristen's parents and Izzy, so like getting like a ten pound turkey, it's like oh, it's a little guy. <laughs> it's, I mean, you could have just gotten a 
well, you probably wouldn't have felt as satisfied if you'd just gotten like the bone in brass that you can get. Yeah, yeah. But uh but we went into And some people like the dark meat. Yeah. Um, so we've got that, and then we'll probably do we don't really have much in the way of casseroles. Almost everything else is stovetop based. Mm-hmm. So um I think oven wise, we're buying one pie from Daily Pie, the pie shop in my old neighborhood. You you love that pie shop. Yeah, I love it. And then we'll probably make a pumpkin. Well, tell me, I, you know, I, I need to know more about the sides because I'm all about the sides. I okay. don't really care. So we've got the potatoes. Um, mm-hmm. We're doing. You do, a, are you going a gravy or are you going like a garlic? We're doing a gravy. Nice, nice, um, nice. I mean, you got the bird, you got the drippings. Yep, it's just. Yep, exactly. Yep, yep. Um, we actually need to get a gravy boat this week at some point. <laughs> um, it's fun to have a gravy boat, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess we should just buy the, like, one that matches our china. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, and then uh, we've got um, some green beans going on. We've got the stuffing. We've got... Uh, we've I want to... Some... May I ask how you do your green beans? We're going to do, I think, like, blanched and then pan-fried with with <laughs> garlic <laughs> and some <laughs> walnuts. Because um, Izzy likes that crunch. <laughs> and... Um, we're going to do some oven carrots, like maple carrots, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and uh, stuffing and mashed potatoes. And I think that's it. I don't think we're doing anything like... Do you just do like a traditional stuffing or, or a cornbread stuffing? Uh, it is going to be a traditional stuffing. We have two loaves of uh, bread opened the elements getting... Just getting drying the, the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, I should just put them like in my bedroom next to my radiator. Uh, and they'll just and you're still getting used to that radiator heat, eh? Oh my god, it's really bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like every like like last night, I I met a friend and had some drinks and came home and drank a bunch of water and then woke up this morning and I was like, oh, am I hungover? And I was like, no, this is just how I feel every morning now. <laughs> you gonna you gotta get that humidifier? Yeah, it's it's literally in the mail. Good, good, good. But um, I'm used to it. Yeah, yeah. Also, I feel like mine is always on so high that it just it gets steamy. Actually, yeah, yeah. It's like I think this it only comes on at night, and it just broils me. And it it is literally a foot from my bed, and that's like mm-hmm. the the super is gonna come up and switch off the one next to my bed. Uh, hopefully, so. I mean, I still have my bedroom window open because mm-hmm. cold cold bedroom. Oh, it's so good. Under blankies. Mm. Now, did you ever have an electric blanket? I did as a kid. Yeah, it was a big thing for several years. Yeah. Uh, and I, 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 I don't necessarily know that there was an epidemic of like people being horribly burned by them, but like, you can still get them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, They're probably much safer now than <laughs> our. The one we had was like it was made of a very like the actual material of it. Yes. It was very like scratchy and unpleasant. Yeah, yeah. So you had to have like a like a bottom sheet under yeah, it. Yeah. And I would always crank it up insanely high. And it was from like nineteen eighty four and it was probably gonna burn the house down. <laughs> like a gremlin like, smoking in there. It's like when I was a kid, um I got a lot of I got a lot of ear infections as a kid. So um to to make me feel better, my mom would like she we had we had this old heating pad from like the seventies and she'd like put a pillowcase on it and I would just lean with my head on this heating pad and 
I just rem- I was like this this heating pad from like 1976 has got to be so dangerous. Yeah, there is no control over. It. It's like there's no dial on it. It's just there. It's... There was there actually was a dial, okay. but like it got very hot. <laughs> it was probably hotter than like my six year old head should have been on. <laughs> I don't get as many. I don't. I'm not. Unfortunately, not as susceptible to them as I used to be. But when I do get an ear infection, I get very. I'm like I want my mom. To give me a heating pad and put those eardrops in. I don't want. I don't know what they were. <laughs> I remember being a kid. Wait, have we talked about the bubblegum medicine? I think so. Amoxicillin, right? Was that amoxicillin? I don't yep. remember what it was, but like, it's funny that now I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling great. Need some of that bubblegum shit. I have no idea what it was. I get the when I get a sore throat. There used to be this stuff called aspergum, mm. which was like it was. I guess just like a topical, I mean, it was sort of like a chloroseptic kind of thing, but it was gum. So you would chew wow. this gum and it had like this weird kind of sour flavor. And when I get a sore throat and I'm like, wish I had, a, I had some asper gum. They don't make that anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's off the market. <laughs> Made it. You know, I haven't been like, I haven't had um, a cold cold. I heard that knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. In like almost a year. That's good. And it's it's entirely because I only commute three days a week, and I only and I commute at off hours. So you're never in that like the the crush of humanity. I, I get I get like the start of rush hour like once a week, and also like I'm I'm only in an office for twelve hours a week. So I'm like yeah. So I and the last time I got sick was shortly after I'd been in an airport. Uh yeah. Uh with us at this point it's like. Like, earlier today, my child fed me, like, paneer cheese out of her horrible, gross paw. So it's like, I cannot be surprised about getting sick at all. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> this is just, this this, this is what happens. <laughs> I had, like, a couple weeks ago after, after the masquerade, I had, like, a sore throat for, like, a whole weekend. But I don't know if that was anything. But it never, it never like developed into. Yeah, yeah. I, I sort of wondered if it was just because I had been shouting all night, <laughs> but then it lasted like three days, and I don't think that normal. I've, I'm actually at the start of the like winter thing that I always get, which is like I get very stuffed up, and I always say that it's a sinus infection, and apparently it's not a sinus infection; it's just a cold. <laughs> but like, like Chris, I know you're not the only person who does that. Like, like a sinus infection is like. It'll, it's, it'll fuck you up. But it feels like my insides are poison. Well, because <laughs> like, that's a cold. Because your insides are poison when you get a cold. I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> but for years, I, I used to say it was like a sinus infection. And Kristen was like, no, it's not a sinus infection. You have a cold. <laughs> uh, and I would, I also resolutely refuse to take medication for anything for no reason As, at all. Yeah, because you're a dude. It's such a dude thing. <laughs> it's, it sucks so bad. Like today, Christopher was like, "Why don't you take some decongestant?" And like, and I did, and I felt better. And then I was like, "Oh, oh yeah." <laughs> I mean, when I get like the last time I got sick, it was like mostly a head cold, which I used like for years. I get chest colds. And I got the like real deal Sudafed. Yeah, yeah. And like, I don't, I don't, you, I only pull those big guns out if it's really necessary because that stuff makes me insane. Yeah. It's like, it's like, well, I don't feel sick, and also I don't think I need to sleep for the next two days. <laughs> I can't close my eyeballs. 
<laughs> but I'm full of ideas. <laughs> um, yeah, like the Dakewell stuff for me is just like that's what I used to take in the winter in art school when I was just sick and depressed all the time and like couldn't finish any of my work and like couldn't sleep. I was just like on Dayquil constantly. Well, um, Dayquil. Well, they. Well, I'm sure then the Dayquil still had. It was still the good stuff at that. Still point. the. It still was the, like the, right the, before they switched it. Like I, 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 the 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 stuff they sell is like Sudafed that's you don't have to ask for and give your ID for. Like I think is just literally does not work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, here's the thing: you can't make it into meth, but the and also it doesn't is, make you feel better. It does it's not just, do anything. It just doesn't do anything. It's just fake. Yeah, yeah. Help and that's what they put in like life. Nyquil and Dayquil now. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. So but no, I'm, but I'm, I'm currently hale and hearty. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't tell how much of this is like. So I worked all weekend last weekend, like fourteen hour days, and then like this week's been rough, and like, so it's like I can't tell how much of this is me being sick and me just being like incredibly just exhausted, yeah. <laughs> like completely burned. Um, but uh, I mean, I will be betrayed by my stomach all the time. That mm-hmm. is, that is, yeah, of course, that'll I get me sick all the time. Yeah, and also my brain. Yeah, yeah. But but so far I have not come down with a cough. Yeah, but um, my boob hurt real bad for like a week. Yeah, is the house? Did you did you did you get in to see anybody? Well, it felt better, so I okay. canceled the the appointment. Okay. I was like, I was like, you I was just... like, if it feels better by Friday, I'm gonna cancel the appointment because the appointment's on Monday, and it felt better. So I'm just like, no, I'm not gonna go incur a copay to be yeah. like to have somebody poke my boob and go, ah, eh, it's fine. <laughs> you lifted too much with your boob. <laughs> My, yeah. <laughs> that couch you moved. I mean, uh, no. I mean, you you could probably you could pull a peck. Yeah, yeah, probably. Not you could not actually. I think strain strain your glands there. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but uh, how have you been? <clears throat> I've been good. Um, I I spent the whole last week. I watched a bunch of Desert Bus for Hope. Nice. Which I had not watched in several years, but uh, I got back in the game this year, and it was really fun. And and that's that's when a group of Canadian internet comedians play the game Desert Bus for a week straight and solicit donations for Child's Play while doing antics. And it was a real fun thing to just have on in the background. And they raised more money than they've ever raised. Nice. Great. I got kind of emotional at points. That's fantastic. So that was, and then, and then once it was over, I was like, "Well, now what the fuck do I do?" <laughs> this is what I've been watching for a week straight, twenty-four hours a day. And uh, and that's when, uh, fortunately, Shira came out. Yeah, I actually started. I watched a little bit of Shira this morning with Izzy. She was I like transfixed. It. It's very good. A lot. Yeah. It's gay. It as is. Yeah. Hell. Very much so. <laughs> and I've, you've only seen a litter. Little. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, litter, Catra, get it? Mm, I get it. Uh, uh, it's very gay, and I love it. Yeah, because I played. I was big into Shira as as a little one. Yeah, Kristen, I had all the toys. Kristen was a big Shira fan. She went as Shira for Halloween one year, and like I think she so won a did I. I just contest. That. I did do that. Um, yeah. So we're we're enjoying that at the household. 
Um, it, it turns out today that Izzy really likes watching, or I don't know if she really likes, she's fine with watching stand-up specials. <laughs> <laughs> we watch two John Mulaney stand-up specials, and I think it's just that she likes applause a lot. <laughs> well, I watched stand-up specials when I was a kid, but I watched George Carlin and um, Eddie Murphy's Raw. Oh. So I went to preschool, and then um, the preschool teachers had to have words with my parents about about words I was saying that I should not be allowed to say at preschool. <laughs> You're doing this the seven words that will get you kicked out of preschool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so my I, dirty mouth. It's also like when we laugh, when we're laughing, she'll like look at us and be like, ha ha ha. <laughs> like, <laughs> like to like mock us basically. <laughs> Uh, it's very good. John Mulaney seems good for kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I did. I actually started watching the Sabrina show. I don't watch that. Because uh, anything that has a 42-minute long episode just seems unbearably long. <laughs> it's like your entire life is passing. I, I We watched the first one. And I think we're going to watch more. But I think that, like... Wait, what was that? There was some show, I think Homecoming, where each episode of that show is thirty minutes, and it's like, mm. I, yeah, I was talking about that with a coworker, and like I was, I, and I said, it's like any forty-two minute long shows, I can't do it, and she was like, aha, this one, uh, tight twenty-two, tight twenty-two minutes. I'm like, hmm, now you're singing my song. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's like you watched a a video game stream for literally a week straight, <laughs> but. 42 minutes of scripted television is unbearable. Yeah. <laughs> Recently, a friend texted me. He's like, hey, if you wanted to go see any theater, there's this program where you can sign up and you can review. You can get $5 tickets if you write reviews of stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God. I definitely. I used, I to, go broken to, the, myself. I used to go to the theater a lot as a kid and as a teen because my mom was really into taking yeah, us to like yeah. local theater productions, which was very cool. But uh, I can't imagine doing that. I can barely stand going to a movie. <laughs> yeah, like, I have broken myself. Um, the weird thing about the show is that, like, as so far, I feel like there's been a, a tendency in shows about, like, witches and witchcraft in the past maybe 15 years where it's moving towards a thing of like being like, Oh, it's about the power of nature and your connection with the world and like energy flows and things like that. And the Sabrina character is like very much that, but then all of her relatives and everyone around her, like just worship Satan. Yeah. yeah, Like they're, they're actual Satan worshipers. And like, so like she's starting a club at school to protect, um, like, like, uh, to, to protect female students and like fighting against the jocks and stuff. And her aunt at one point just casually mentions that they like routinely eat people. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, there's a, there's a bit of a disconnect here between like woke witch and, uh, this other thing. So, uh, I like it. Sounds good. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I know that there there isn't much of of Salem, the cat, and he doesn't talk. He t- he his first appearance, which is uh, well, I've seen first appearance, and then he 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 pops up later for a little bit, but uh, is very is very spooky. 
<laughs> I just because the cat was on the red carpet for the premiere. Oh, and and Jezebel did an article where the headline was "Sorry, but this cat is hot." <laughs> and it was just pictures of this black cat posing, and I was like, "Yeah, they're not wrong." Hot. I mean, we got the hot cat, and then there's the hot duck. Hot duck. Everybody loves this duck. Everybody loves. We talked about the duck last time. Did we? Yeah, I think so. And the article about how the duck, the hot duck, ain't shit. <laughs> I don't know. It's a pretty hot duck. It's, it's a very hot duck. Um, the hottest duck since Duckman. <sighs> Um, do, oh. I'm trying to think. There was not. I mean, like, who are your hotter ducks? Well, because because Bugs Bunny would dress up like a girl and be a sexy girl bunny, but Daffy never played that way. Um, it's because you can't really like put lipstick on him. I'm man. There was something I wanted to talk to you about. And oh oh, in terms of spooky things, um. Izzy has, like, identified, like, spooky as an aesthetic. Did I tell you about this? Mm, I don't think so. Where, like, when we go by the large Victorian houses in our neighborhoods now, she comments on it, but she calls it Halloween. (laughs) So we walk by this house and she just goes, Halloween. (laughs) It's it's very good. (laughs) Um, That is wonderful. But, uh... Did is there a spread on the Salem cat in Catster magazine? I did just get a new issue today, but I haven't cracked into it yet because I haven't had to poop. I was I was literally going to say that's like good bathroom reading. All my all, all my magazines they go directly into the bathroom. I just had an idea of like a wizard's bathroom where like there's a bunch of like grimoires attached to the wall by chains in there. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah, I accidentally canceled my Oprah subscription. It's okay. I wasn't really getting a lot out of it anymore. Yeah. Uh, So now I'm down to Bon Appetit and Sever, but that only publishes like quarterly, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then Catster, formerly Cat Fancy, Mm -hmm. which is bi monthly. I feel like they should go back to Cat Fancy. I. I feel like there's a tradition there. It's been Catster for years now. I don't know. I mean, that's. I mean, I always do say Catster, formerly Cat like, Fancy. Yeah, yeah. So that people understand. So if the they went back like, to Cat Cat Fancy, it would just rob it would me just... of the joke. <laughs> um, there's my cat who I fancy. Mm. She didn't chirp. No, Emma. Well, she's she's she's, like... she's been very adorable recently on. In the pictures that I have seen. Well, it's it's because you... Uh, well, uh, the two people I know have uh, and care about dearly, you and my friend Whitney, have gotten off of Twitter. But you have both told me that the only Twitter that you read is mine. Yeah. <laughs> which makes me feel very good. And it turns also, out the best but, way to consume Twitter is to just follow you. This is what I'm saying. Um... But since you've both gotten off of Twitter, and I want you to know what's going on in my life without you having to go check my Twitter, mm-hmm. I've started posting on Instagram more. So, well, like, so, so you can see pictures of my cat. Yes, yes. And they're very good pictures. Like, her eyes are so, like, round and full of love. Yeah. Uh, my friend Molly described them as 
like if I if she was like it's like you made Emma in a character creator and then just like hacked it so you could turn her eyes the eye slider <laughs> up like three three times what it's supposed to go to. I posted a very good picture on Instagram just just a, about an hour ago of because she was making a very funny pose. Uh, I've I've been pleased that um, I don't go there often. There's a bar two blocks from my house. I don't go there very often because they're kind of expensive. But I have befriended the bartender, and we're Instagram friends. And she regularly leaves comments on all of my pictures of Emma. So I'm like, That's this is the bartender good. relationship I like. Uh, last night I went to Hinterlands. Um, ah, good old Hinterlands. Yeah, and uh, Stuart Wellington was bartending. Um, and it is very weird to like have a like talk about what meatball sub you want with the voice of somebody who you listen to on, on a podcast fairly regularly. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. And it, it like, I think we follow each other. I mean, I know I follow him and I think he follows me on Twitter, but like, I did not want to be like, I'm from the internet. <laughs> but, um, the last time I saw him, I was, I was at, at hinterlands and I was wearing the shirt I'm wearing today, which is my shrimp heaven now shirt. And he was like, cool shirt alert. And then we just like <laughs> talked you, about John Hodge. You just nodded. No, then we had a conversation, and I probably looked cool. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, that's the news in Lake Wobegon. Ugh. Ugh, yeah. That's ruined. I don't know. Did I? I, I probably told you that, like, when I was a kid. Well, you know that... We, we have talked at length about our Garrison Keeler childhood. Yeah, like, I think it's... I feel like there's a type of child, and I was definitely one of these, where when you're like eight or nine or ten, you affect being like sixty-five years old. <laughs> like I, I don't think I did this. Like I don't know. I think I got into stuff because I thought it seemed very like adult, but it was actually like elderly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know like I think one of the reasons why, as an adult, I've been very into teen things, like High School Musical and One Direction, mm-hmm. etc. Because when I actually was a teen, I was too good for teen yeah, things. Yeah, I can see that. I was like, I'm sorry, I have to be reading The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Dragonlance. <laughs> but then I got into my 30s, and I was like, you know, it's great. Stuff that teen girls like, that's what. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I remember, like being like a tween and being really into like silent film like <laughs> like silent film comedies um it's just it, it, did you you've seen that onion bit that's like like teen with cool dad wishes she understood anything about like pop culture popular culture <laughs> yeah um well this is this is why I like I I don't think I don't I I, my nephew is 12 he'll be 13 next year and so like I have the temptation I'm like aha now is the time to indoctrinate him with all of the things that I liked when I was 12 and I have done that to an extent like I gave him Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and apparently he read it in like a day uh but i'm also like but also uh what is what 12 is now is not what it was then he's he's got Fortnite now he 
knows how to floss. Yeah, he's... I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And well, it's also like, I feel like when we were teenagers, being into like weird stuff was like a statement you were making. And now I kind of feel like you can probably be a teenager who's into Fortnite and knows how to floss and who also like likes WC Field movies. And that is not like like everyone's taste now, Mark, now. Sorry, go ahead. No, nobody likes WC Field movies. <laughs> yeah, he, he he does that thing with his voice where he's like, <laughs> everybody loves that. Look, I liked W.C. Fields when I was, like, nine. <laughs> I never knew this about you, that you had, like, weird elderly tastes. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. I spent a lot of time in, like, used bookstores. And, uh, like, there would be a bunch of old books on film. And th- th- that's actually the thing. I remember more, like, reading books about silent film comedies or, like, like... 1930s film comedies than I do actually watching them. Mm, yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, like just... back before the internet, we had to get weird in weird ways. Yeah, yeah. we had to get weird over books. I I think I've talked to you before about the Amuck Fifth Dispatch, um, but we we I finally got more bookshelves up and like all of our books are actually up on the wall now. I saw I saw you. I've I've had I've been forced to start watching people's Instagram stories because you left Twitter. <laughs> the Instagram story it feels like the like the palest imitation of the like idea transfer I would like to be having on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I I can't. I have done exactly three Instagram stories. I, my brain does not work that way, and I don't know how it works. I'm well, like, what it's... button? How does people? I don't. Huh. It's like I don't know I, how it works. I think it's also that like what I could do is the things that I normally would tweet. I could film myself saying out loud, but like oh nobody would nobody would watch that. Yeah, nobody yeah. would watch that. <laughs> if I see anything that's like on an Instagram story that's like somebody's face and they're talking, I'm like skip 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 skip. I follow a bunch of knitting people on on Instagram, and the problem with that is that knitting people have like like dived deep into making statements to the front facing camera about things um mostly about knitting but like i will i will be looking at my like at the instagram stories and like one of the knitting people will come up and they will literally have 35 videos in a row when when the 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 little bar at the top looks like a tear here (laughs) it's like no i'm like i'm like like, no no Um, Someone was literally like, here's everybody who has made this pattern that is me. And it was like 120 people. And I was like, you've ruined the next five minutes of my life because I'm just going to have to hit the skip button over and over again. I have been concerned because I haven't been able to find the scarf you made me. But to be fair, I haven't looked very hard. Okay. Um, so, and I don't. I'm pretty sure I didn't lose it. If I make I'll you be a very, new one. I will be very sad if I have lost it. If I make you a new one, it's going to be out of much thicker yarn and like it will take a lot less time. I actually sent or actually on Monday, I need to mail off the scarf I made for my mom uh, this year for her birth. Well, it was going to be for Christmas, but I finished early and her birthday is coming up. So 
It'll be for her birthday. Did you did you finish your sweater or did you take a break and if not come back? I that? took a break and when I finished the scarf, Kristen like forced me to start the sweater again. Also because You got like she, one arm left. You need to finish I have the like sweater. half an arm left. And Kristen was like, Well, you should put it on. I put it on and it actually looks very good on me. So mm-hmm. uh so I'm finishing that up and I'm gonna try and get it done. I mean, I think it'll definitely be done by Christmas, but um but yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm going to get it, but on my Thanksgiving, but, uh, no, but, uh, uh, a, a nice cozy. I mean, that's something to be goddamn proud of. Well, thank you. Well, it, it is funny. Cause like the whole thing was, I was like, well, I don't need to work on it cause I don't need it yet. And then it's like, oh wait, <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> need a sweater now. It is quite cold. Now knitting a sweater, like a whole ass sweater, not an ass sweater. That's mm, short. Interesting. <laughs> If could, I could knit myself a union suit. <laughs> now just knit yourself a little pair of booty shorts. Hmm. Well, I mean, I actually one thing I have like thought about is that you know, like bathing costumes used to be made of wool. Oofa doofa. And it's like, could I knit myself like a wool speedo? And like, how would that even hang? Not well. <laughs> I was briefly looking into getting an old timey bathing suit. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was. But I think, I think, uh, like, but like an old timey men's bathing suit. Yeah, there was a company that was doing um, like all sizes, uh, like bathing suits of that style, yeah. a little bit ago. Because it was it was years ago when Max Fun did a did a couple years of cruises. Mm-hmm. They did the uh, the boat party, and I was mm. like, oh, shit, I want to go on that. But then they stopped doing it, and that's fine, honestly. <laughs> but I was like, what I need to do is get an old-timey bathing suit mm-hmm. and go on this podcast cruise <laughs> um, and push John Darnielle into a pool. Oh, that's very nice. <laughs> Not um, out of malice or anything. Yeah, no, he, he deserves fun. a it pool. Yeah, I mean, not when he's like dressed. He'd be like, you know, he's wearing his trunks, and then I just like, I'm like, ah, spoosh, mm. hail Satan, spoosh. <laughs> um, I only know three mountain goat songs. <laughs> one of them I hate and can't listen to, but that's not your fault, Charndarnio. <laughs> oh yeah, that's his, uh, that's good, good recall. Yeah, yeah. On, on Whitney facts. Yeah. Although I heard it again recently, I actually heard it during Dragon, not Dragon Bus, Desert Bus. Um, and heard somebody singing, and I was like, eh, I think I'm maybe over. I think I'm maybe over my resentment of I'm going to make it of, of this year. I think that John Darnielle, probably more than anyone else, understands that Mountain Goats fans can be overwhelming at times. <laughs> there was an article about him a couple of years ago about, like, that his interactions with fans got to be so emotionally taxing for him. Not even that they would like, like bum rush him, but they would like try to talk to him about their relationship problems and stuff that he was going to stop like making music. But then he realized he could not afford to stop making music. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah, that's, that's like, I don't super enjoy the mountain goats, but I like him. Yeah. Um, he seems like he seems like a good guy. There's a thing that I think of every time I think about like celebrities or artists being like against their will drawn into other people's lives, which is did you see the Simpsons movie? Yes. 
at the very end when Tom Hanks is just like, if you see me or my family on the street, please let us be. <laughs> um, which, uh, where um, where my wife works is across the street from a uh, prestigious school and several like Hollywood stars who have their homes in Brooklyn, um, their kids go to that school. And I guess mm-hmm. like her work has had to start like shooing photographers away Ugh. as they wait Ugh. to take pictures of these like people picking up their Famous kids. Famous people from picking school. up their kids. That's it's disgusting. Like, this is like, oh, you people are terrible. I mean, I say that, and yet I'm somebody who has, in my life, consumed very, 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 very many paparazzi photos. Okay. So, um, life is a rich tapestry. Mm. But I, I'm, I'm. I contain as, multitudes. Yeah, I, I, I'm not as celebrity obsessed as I once was, and I'm also like I used to be very into. I wanted to meet celebrities and make them like me. Mm-hmm. And I I mean for certain levels of celebrity, I did that. I succeeded. Yeah. And now I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like yeah. I'm fine. I'm just some idiot. I don't it's I do not. Yeah. I, I, I if I'm if I want to make I I care about making valuable connections with um people who like me more than people with status. Yeah. Yeah. And also recently realized um I need to never buy a ticket to any show or concert ever again. Because the last two things I bought tickets for, I did not go to. Because I realized I am too old and tired and cannot possibly stand in a line or stand up at a concert ever again. I bought tickets for the Super Ego show. And I love Super Ego. They're very funny on Friday. But it was totally that. It was that Onion article of like, area man spends day dreading fun activity he agreed to go to. And I was just like, and I, like, I was just like, I can't go. I'm like, I absolutely can't go to Gowanus and stand in a line in the cold yeah. and then spend money and just be there. And I don't want to do that. It's been two years since I've been to the Bell House. And I'm like, I think I may never go to the Bell House again. I spent a long time going to a ton of live comedy. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want to anymore. I mean, this is the thing that makes you understand why like VIP sections exist like that like if you have the money being able to just pull up to a place and go in and sit down is like worth an awful lot and i like i had a uh it was they might be giants i had tickets to that i was that was the week i, I was a little sick so i was just like and i was like i can't i can't and also it was at terminal five which is oh yeah yeah the worst. yeah i was like i cannot walk a mile to this venue in the rain yeah. and then stand it's fine and, and it's just it was like okay i'm gonna be 37 next year and that's just it unless unless i know that um the thing i'm going to has guaranteed seating uh, oh, yeah. going. going to something at like like we saw nico case at carnegie hall and like sitting down like in a seat that is assigned to you and you don't have to worry about and like like you don't have to stand up at is incredible. I mean, that is one thing where I would say, I mean, this, this may lead, you know, I would go to various arena or stadium shows because then you have a seat. And like when I saw Fall Out Boy 
at Barclays Center, I sat through the two opening acts. And then I had the energy to stand yeah. and dance in, in my seat for the Fallout Boys. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I'm not. There's there's never going to be uh, the the Whitney who was doing floor floor tickets at Madison Square Garden to see My Chemical Romance. Yeah. They died. Ten years um, ago. I think also like this very night. <laughs> no. Like it was on my birthday actually. Going to shows now and like where it's in a venue where there is like a bar and then the show is, you know, opposite the bar. The Like, I'm just going to sit at the bar from now on. <laughs> like, I don't necessarily need to be very up close to see the people like. Um, of course, I've said this the last time. Actually, the last show I went to was a Mountain Goats show. God, it must have been like five years ago because I came home like completely jazzed and got a huge like bill from the IRS. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. The last I've talked about this is that the last show I went to was the DNC show like 10 days after the 2016 election. And it was the first thing that made me feel alive. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? If that's the last show I ever go to. Yeah. Out with a bang. Perfect. Yeah. Like even at this point, I even think like if one re- One Direction reunited, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd go. Really? Or would I? I don't. Oh, this is no. Hmm. No, I want to be. I would want to be in the room. I would want the experience of the the screams of. Yeah, yeah. To not feel not that so much. I, I would be. I would not be so much interested in seeing the boys, as in experiencing the energy. The fans, yeah, of yeah. the fans. Because I mean, that was one of the things that was really fun about the DNC thing was just like screaming girls. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, this is apropos of nothing. I love it. But apropos of nothing. Hey, that's a podcast name. I was thinking earlier today. That it's kind of incredible that oh wait no but the the gender thing's a problem oh but that David Spade has never played an animated dog or cat character named David Spade <laughs> and I can only think that that is because he is a coward who refuses to do so. <laughs> But yeah, also only he, female animals are spayed. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. That's where they get you. That's where uh, they get you. I don't know why that makes me think of. I've been I've been back into playing Pokemon Go. Because they got you. <laughs> I, I was just that thinking is about how male they got versus you? Female animals. Ah, okay. You get your your Pokemon, or they tell you if it's a boy or a girl hmm. Pokemon. Because a couple of my friends have been playing, and I got peer pressured back into yeah. it, and I don't. I, I don't walk a lot anywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, there's not a lot of Pokestops and gyms in my neighborhood. Yeah. There's a couple on the way to work. But again, I don't walk a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because I have a bad body. Um, Are but... there Pokestops in subway stations? No. I mean, no. No. 
there aren't any that are like this is a su- this subway station is a Pokestop or like a but gym. sometimes like I have I have tried um just like leaving Pokemon Go on while I'm on the subway and I'll be able to like get service at us at while the train is stopped and then I'll like be able to get whatever Pokestops are around that. <laughs> That's very cool. I like that. Yeah, which was a fun way. Like it was kind of annoying because it was just like me waiting for it to connect and then be like, ah, spin, spin, spin. Yeah, yeah. But I did put my friend code on the internet, on Twitter, which led to just a bunch of randos sending me friend requests. And I was like, accept, accept, accept. And the thing is, in that game, did you play it at all when it... I I played... I think I opened it up. I think I caught a Pokemon that was in my living room. And then I was like, I don't think I'm going to be doing this. I mean, when it came out was when I broke my foot. Yeah, yeah. I was definitely not... And also, I was working in Long Island City, and there was nothing there. Yeah, yeah. There was nothing. There were no Pokestops. There was nothing, and it had just come out, so it was just like, "There's nothing here. There's this means nothing." Yeah. Um. But uh, fuck. What was I gonna say? I lost it. Um. When it first came out. <sighs> Shit. Nope. It's gone. Sorry. Wait. Um. As friends codes from people on the internet. Friends code, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just I put it up on on Twitter. This is my friend code, and a bunch of randos have been sending me friends, and I've just been like accept, accept, accept. And there's a thing like if you spin a Pokestop, you get, and then you'll get like items, and some of them will be a gift, and you can send people gifts. And now I'm getting gifts from these randos, but it's wonderful because they're gifts. They're from all over the world. That's incredible. I'm like getting it's like this is from Shinjuku, Japan, or like this is from Adelaide. Australia or something from Bonn, Germany, and I'm like, this is wonderful. That's really cool. Wonderful, and I almost never I walk past almost no Poké stuff. So I'm like, and I I save them for my actual friends that I know in real life mm-hmm. instead of the 23 randos who follow me. But now I have too many friends, and I my inventory gets filled up too fast. Oh boy, oh boy. What is rough? Must Here's be what's nice. rough is. Near work, one of the Pokestops is the Twin Towers Memorial. Oh, no. So I can spin that and then get a gift, and it'll say, Greetings from the Twin Towers Memorial. Oh, my God. One of my friends also has, like, like on her her daily walk, she has one that is, like, the 9-11 Memorial that is a Pokemon stop. Oh, boy. Should we? All the ones in my neighborhoods are churches. All the all the focus Do you think that churches have a problem with like 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 kids who have who have to come to church service like just playing Pokemon throughout? I don't know if kids play it anymore. It's okay. Playing Fortnite. Do you think the problem is like parishioners playing Pokemon during church? I mean you don't have to get, you don't have to go in the church. That's true. Like I went out, I ran out to the store, and I was like, "There's a gym that's like a church that's on the corner," and I'm, I'm like, "Like, oh, maybe I can attack this gym." And I'm like, oh, "Fuck, the boys in here are too strong. I'll never take these boys on my own because I'm on the shitty team. I'm on the dipshit team," <laughs> which I didn't know when I signed up because there's three teams in Pokemon Go. There's Team Valor, which is the red team. There's Team Mystic, which is the blue team, and Team Instinct, which is the yellow team. And like they released, they released the, the, it was like, here's the three leaders and like, it's like a cool looking lady and another cool looking kind of androgynous 
lady person and then like a real not a toe looking dude who's the team instant guide his name's spark and i'm like i'm going with that idiot (laughs) team sex moron team sex idiot and i've been all over the city and there are there are no instinct gyms and then i googled it and apparently like team instinct is an international joke (laughs) it's it's very funny there are so many memes about how much team instinct sucks it's very funny to me that like that will just coalesce like naturally if there's three teams of anything one of them just has to be the laughing stock and like and like i didn't like when i picked it it was like when they when they first came out so there was like no clue. I was like, I just picked the one that I was most appealing to me. Mm-hmm. But now, knowing what I know, I would still absolutely pick that one. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, just to, to sum it up, there's a lot of fan art of the of the gym leader dabbing. That's <laughs> I'm so happy. That's, that's kind of the whole vibe. <laughs> Lots of memes of Big Bird and Ralph Wiggum. Very good. Sometimes, I love it. There was there, sometimes the the gym that's down on the church near where Paul lives is playing for Team Instinct. And mm. I, I'll, I'll try to throw a boy on there to guard. My boys aren't very strong though. Mm. Got to build up my boys. My boys. You know, I I'm trying. To, oh, I had ordered um, some cologne from a company called Boyd's, and I searched. And from I a colonier. Like, uh, yes. And I was searching my email for that. Um, and what I found, the first thing that comes up when I search for boys in my email is an email that I sent to you called Rowdy Dirty Boys. <laughs> um, and it's a it's a screenshot from an, an Emerald Nuts ad that I worked on. Uh, and then you replied with a thing from Rolling Stone with, a thing about like an extensive knife collection someone has. Oh, Joe Jonas. Ah, okay. <laughs> Just not happy about how I. No, I am happy. I am happy that I pulled that information immediately. No, yeah, like you want to know who has a jar of knives. It was a jar of knives that his friend that he bought as a joke. It, like he bid on it on eBay while drunk and got it for a. It's just a big tube of knives that he yeah. got for like a hundred bucks. That's very funny. good. I will say of all the Jonas's, I think Joe is the one who's going to turn out. No, Kevin's the one who's turning out the most. Okay. okay. Cause he got out of the biz. Yeah. Yeah. He makes apps now. He's fine. Oh, really? Yeah. What kind of apps? I, I, um, Are they good games, apps? Games. There's something, I don't know. They're decent apps. I think. Uh, I started playing in this solitaire app that it, like a new solitaire game. That's like a new twist on solitaire. It's got me real bad. <laughs> mm. This solitaire had... knows how to dab. <laughs> we had a game night at work this week, and I brought a game called Chrononauts, which is a card game about time travel and paradoxes. And I had, and I, I recruited three coworkers who had never played it before, and I hadn't played it in like two or three years. And I had that, as I was explaining it, I was having this, uh, this, just this moment of cold terror that was just like, oh no, I'm, I'm that person trying to convince people that the board game is fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, me, it's me going, no, no, once you start playing it, you'll make certain, you'll, you'll get it, it'll make sense, it'll be fun, no. 
<laughs> and it was. I won. <laughs> I feel like that's like a real like uh, pro XD vine topic. <laughs> there's there's an onion there's an onion article about that too. It's like <laughs> forty five minutes into setup. Guarantee I can't remember the. I, I don't I don't if if I had the onion article cadence down I would pitch yeah. myself to the goddamn onion. I had I had a moment of bad ears today, which is or yesterday, which is the thing where you play something that you like for somebody and you're like as soon as you play it for them, you're like, I don't like this at all and it's terrible and they're going to like hate this. <laughs> Um, where I put on some some stand up that I liked for Kristen, and and she actually Ow. did like it. But the first like minute, I was like, I've made a huge, and it's been like a while since this has happened. I feel, um, for me, just as I probably don't share stuff. I think the time before was a while ago. My boss was like, oh, like let's listen to podcasts, and I was like, oh, I'm just getting into this one called My Brother, My Brother and Me, and we listened to a whole episode and like. It it is not a style of comedy that works for my boss. I do not think. <laughs> Just like a stony silence. <laughs> Excuse me. It's okay. A tiny mouse just came through here, holding a holding a candle and wearing like a nightshirt and a hat. Oh, wait. And he had like a, a little, little, little tissue, a, yeah, little, yeah. a little handkerchief. Excuse me. Wait, do we want to talk about Emma's victory? Yes, we want to talk about Emma's victory. This was on Thursday. Um, She woke me up early. Not too early. I was kind of hitting the snooze a lot at this point. As I've now built into my wake-up schedule at least 50 minutes of hitting the snooze. Um, wait, how? 15 or 50? 50. Okay. Yeah. It snooze five times. It's a bad habit, but now I'm in it. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, God, the, the, the earliest I ever have to be up is like, I, I'll, I'll hit snooze until 9.50. It's, yeah. It's it's good for me for the, this job that I don't have to wake up early. Okay. <laughs> but it was like 9.20, 9.30. And Emma was just like scrabbling around the room really intensely. I was like, what's going on with her? This is much more intense than a catnip mouse. And I woke it up. It was a real mouse. It was a real mouse. And I was like, because I was like, uh, like, I picked up my pair of jeans that was on the floor. And fortunately, the dead mouse was not like upon my pair of jeans, but had been sort of knocked under my pair of jeans. And I was like, and I hadn't turned on, I hadn't, I didn't turn on the light. And I just like, I could identify. I was like, yeah, that's a mouse. And I was like, I'm going to get back in bed and deal with that in like 20 minutes. (laughs) But then in the time, I I didn't get back to sleep. And I was like, then she like batted it around some more. And then in the time between identifying that there was a dead mouse and me getting out of bed, the mouse was relocated. And then I was like, now there's a mouse corpse somewhere in my apartment and I don't know where it is. <laughs> this situation has actually gotten worse. And, or or there's a wounded, uh, like a direely oh. wounded mouse oh, somewhere, my in my, 
So I was just like, and I just got up and I was just like, just like sitting in front of my computer and I looked for it and I couldn't find it. And then like I heard Emma scratching around some more and then just politely, she just, she brought, eventually just brought the dead mouse in her mouth into the living room to show me. And I was like, Oh, yep, there it is. And then I still, and then she batted around so much that I thought it was still alive. And I was like, Oh, maybe it's still alive. And then she just flat up batted it into her water dish. (laughs) And I was like, okay, all right. Game's over. We're gonna get rid of this thing. <laughs> you did a good job, <laughs> but I have to. I have to somehow eat breakfast and go to work. <laughs> I can't just let you destroy this corpse. Just bat this mouse, and I just put it in the trash can, where, where it still is. I haven't taken the trash out yet because the trash was only like half full. I'm not gonna waste a whole trash bag. So there's still a mouse corpse in my trash can right now. And I've emptied the litter box into that trash can, so it just feels like insult to injury. Even, yeah, even more of an insult. Just desecrating this mouse corpse. Um, but I'm very this... odd. I'm very... Oh, she's so cute right now. She's curled up like a little little chubby dumpling. We had a moment the other night where we went into uh, to, to Izzy's bedroom to... Um, like, Because uh, she'll take her pants off at night and we put her pants back on, basically. <laughs> And we walked in and immediately smelled like poop. And a situation had occurred mm. where she had fallen asleep and then pooped. Um, and like every time that's happened, I have this one. Oh, but pants I'm off, like, you mean like pants and diaper. And diaper, yeah. Yeah. And I have this, every time this happens, I have this moment where I'm like, if we back out of the room and close the door, because she is asleep. How bad would that be? <laughs> but, you know, you you got to nip that in the bud. And be, it would be worse the, the longer you wait. It, well, it's like it would be fine until she wakes up and then it would be extremely not fine. Yeah. Um, <sighs> responsibilities. Cats and babies. I do need to empty the litter box before I go to sleep tonight. I have to remember that. Uh... Yeah. She just chirped a little in her sleep. Ooh. I did. I, I tried to put her on a diet and then I decided the diet was canceled because it was too stressful for both of us. Mm-hmm. She can just be fat. That's fine. Yeah. She's a chunky baby. Like, She's just a chubby. She doesn't have any real like health problems. <clears throat> I mean, like the last time she went, I took her for her checkup. She was blood work was fine. She gets a little cough in the fall. That's it. And so she's do an I. older cat in the first place. She's middle aged. Middle aged. She's, se- she's not a senior. Okay, but like she, at her at her oldest, she's eight. Okay. And at her youngest, she's four. She's five. So. Okay. Yeah, like. And she's 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 clearly still capable of murder. Like. She, the joys of her life are companionship and food and murder. Yeah. And like, why deprive her of one of those things? It, it was it, when it's, it makes me feel bad. It makes her feel bad. Yeah. There's no And winner. also, she's really cute because she's chonky. And yes, she can't quite lick her, her buttocks well enough, but I can... I can give her a little, a little wipe now and then. Yeah, yeah. Between friends. 
Yeah. Gonna poke her belly right now. Oh, big belly. She pushed. <laughs> she pushed my hand away. She's like, not right <laughs> like, now. No, thank you. I am sleepy. Mm-hmm. I've been playing a ton more Tetris. Damn. I got How the Tetris it? effect. I got the full version. It's so fucking good. That good, good Tetris. It's like some. I was like, or we've combined Tetris with trance music, and. <laughs> And uh, trippy visual effects. And it's the best. Nice. And uh, what's very cool about Tetris Effect is it took me a while. There's there's the um, the journey mode, which takes you through different levels of like mm-hmm. different graphics and songs and stuff. And on each individual level, it's it doesn't go through the traditional Tetris thing where like the speed just gets faster. In a linear fashion, you know, where like every 10 levels it goes higher. The speed changes depending on the music. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, like you get to a certain, like, uh, it's some sort of combination of like how, like the music is triggered by how many lines you've cleared. And then the speed is triggered by the change in the music. It's Mm -hmm. like, and it, it, it works so seamlessly that I didn't, like... Like, there will be a song where the drop hits, and now it's, like, much faster, but then it'll get to, like, a more relaxing part of the song. That seems... I can see how that's, like, a really cool, like, play element, because it doesn't have that just, like, linear aspect where Tetris, you're just doing it faster until you fail. Like, yeah, I mean, there are there are modes and there are levels where it just is that, but... Uh, but there there's this one mode... It seems to only unlock on the weekends. There's these, these things that are <laughs> on the weekends. They, they, they do like a like a community thing that's like the ritual for the weekend, where like everybody does points. There's different like effect modes. It's like if you clear, if you gain enough points in this, it'll like clear the ritual thing. And in, and on the weekend, it unlocked this one extra mode that was called 1989, where everything was very. It looked Game Boy ish. It looked like the, game, the classic Game Boy. And it had the classic And the first time I played it with that on, I cleared 150 lines and got up to level 15 just instantly. I think because of sense memory, just that that music, I never played it on Game Boy, I played it on NES, but just... Just that that music was like, yes, this this is taking me back to when I was 10, yeah, year old, yeah. 10 years old and very good at Tetris. <laughs> Your brain just like <laughs> slotted back into it. Oh, Tetris is good. It's the classic. I'm pretty, I'm pretty fucking good at Tetris. Hmm. I say that, but then I played the expert mode on this and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I can't get past the third level. This is, this is not fucking around. I mean, I guess that's also the thing with, like, video games where you can be very good at something and then, like, people who are extremely good at it are so far beyond where it's, like, it's in, like, they see it when they sleep, basically. Uh, I mean, well, that, well, Tetris, that, that, I mean, that's the whole name of the game is the, there is a a thing called the Tetris effect, which is when, it's it's not just um, limited to Tetris, but where you dream about things that are that you did in your waking life. Ah. Like, and, and very commonly, it's like they, they did studies that, you know, people who 
played a bunch of Tetris than dreamed about Tetris. Huh. And what was interesting is that um, they, they also said these were people who had um, uh, various like brain damage, so they couldn't form long-term memories. Mm-hmm. So they would forget that they played Tetris, but would still dream about Tetris. So it was still being stored somewhere in something but... yeah there was something in the brain that is that was keeping that so they that would they would dream about blocks and i mean like i absolutely like i haven't been dreaming about it so much but like when i'm going to sleep like my brain my behind my eyes i'm just sort of like putting blocks together i definitely have for a very long time i would have these like morning dreams where i would dream about waking up and getting my laptop and opening up and seeing what time it was. And so I would like half wake up from those dreams and be like, Oh, it's okay. I don't need to get up yet. It's only seven 30. And then I'd be like, wait, no, I haven't actually done any of that, any of that stuff mm-hmm. yet. I'm still lying in bed. <laughs> I get that sometimes. I think one of the reasons I've started hitting snooze like five times is because while I'm in that, like 10 it's, minute, Oh, it's such a good I, state. I just like, I ride a lot of really interesting dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your main, like, I mean, like, non-fucked-up recurring dreams? I, get, I don't really have any. Yeah. I, like, I feel like I only remember them if they're, like, notable in some way. And, like, yeah, I don't think I really have recurring dreams. Do you get the teeth dream? I I mean, not that I recall. <clears throat> I get the teeth dream all the time. Really? Which is when your teeth fall apart or when your teeth crumble or fall out. And a bunch of people get it. And uh, no one knows why. And it's horrible. <laughs> it's like allegedly supposed to be like a loss of control thing. But like. Mm. Uh, one of, I have a couple of recurring dreams. And one of them is that I'm having to pack a suitcase I had one. I had one of those last night, and another one is that I'm having to take a shower, and I'm somehow I'm and I'm being, like, having difficulties being able to take a shower. Like I cannot get to the shower, or there is no there are shower problems. And I feel like I can trace that one to the fact that I don't take showers very often, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm worried that I will need to I will be in a in a dire shower need stage, mm-hmm. and not be able to. Yeah, I no, I think like I don't know. I I you know what I should do? I should start doing like morning write down your dreams thing to try and but not so much that you like that you write them down immediately, but that like kind of primes your brain to try to remember them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I always like like I I always hate when people talk about like hearing about other people's dreams is a boring thing because I love hearing about other people's dreams. <laughs> I don't always. Mostly because not a, it's no, it's not necessarily that other people have boring dreams. It's just that some people are not good at telling a story. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. like these are not stories that are I I think that there's a lot of like overexplaining of things that we just take should take as read as like dream logic where they're like it was this woman, and she was my mom, but also she was my middle school science teacher. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. I've had, had dream dreams. <laughs> like, like, I get it. Get mm, right. Sorry. What are you I'm, sipping on? What I'm sipping, sipping on? on a big mug of Theraflu, of oh. nighttime Theraflu. 
You're taking some medicine. Yeah, yeah. Because my wife brought it to me. Thank you, Kristen. Uh, it, it feels so hack to be like, oh, like my wife, without her, I'd be like sleeping in a pile of filth. But um, historical evidence does prove that when I did not live with my wife, like my bed, the half that I did not sleep on would fill up with like books <laughs> and like a guitar at one point. I mean, I don't I don't have a wife and I just live in a, I'm just looking at my, my coffee table and it's just a pile of trash. It's just mail that needs to be thrown out and like some mm. socks and like here's an old beer can, but bottle of Tabasco. My is that your coffee table bottle of Tabasco? Yeah, it's shelf it's stable, good. right? Yeah, yeah. All like basically all hot sauces are shelf stable. They're so vinegary, like yeah. There's uh, yeah. Oh wait, did I did I? Oh yeah, I did say that I I uh, brined the bird. Brian, yeah, you did, you did the dry brine. You, I, you covered it in salt. One uh, thing the, that we the, didn't the do. One, oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. I did want to give a call out to Tetris.com, which we looked at together. It's the your clearinghouse for Tetris news. And also, it, you can play Tetris on the website. And there's also a special thing where you can play Tetris while listening to the song Tetris by singer-songwriter Madeline Bailey, who I had not heard about before. But she did a song called Tetris, and Tetris, the, I guess, I I don't know who the, huh. While soft and hard drops may be one of the first skills you learn in Tetris, it's important to know the full benefits of both. Tetris 101. Um, sorry, I'm really into this. How to recover yeah, I, from a misplaced tetramino? Tetramino? Tetramino, I believe, is the pronunciation. A mistaken tre- Tetris can quickly become a positive, depending on how you approach it. Hmm, good call. Sorry, go ahead. I feel like I feel like how people it's, it, how people play Tetris is very telling of personalities. Here's an article. I guess these are articles. Tetris is a morning routine. Wake up to the sweet sound of the Tetris theme. I always get there's there's a video I showed you which is like the history of the Soviet Union as sung to the Tetris song. That's very good. I am the man who creates the blocks. I don't remember the words, but okay. I've suffered from insomnia all my life. With insomnia, I often fail to get the recommended hours of sleep. This makes waking up in the morning a real challenge. I've tried many different things to combat this, including morning stretches, obnoxious alarm clocks, and taking cold showers. Nothing seems to work as well as Tetris, though. <laughs> the answer is Tetris. I need, to, I, I need to start therapeutically using Tetris. Waking up earlier may not sound appealing at first, but you can actually save time by giving yourself some wiggle room to play Tetris. <laughs> first thing I in think... the morning, I'm the farthest thing from awake. I know that I'll, I need to shower, get dressed, and prepare for the workday ahead. Unfortunately, I'm so groggy that it's hard to be productive. By waiting and playing a few rounds of Tetris, I'm able to wake up my brain in a way it actually enjoys. I mean, they're not wrong. No, but if I start playing Tetris... I'm not going to want to do anything else. <laughs> can you, like a snooze button, can you set a number of Tetris games you can play? Oh, that would be good. Uh, I, I feel like Tetris is more like a a wind down. 
like a glass of wine uh put on like a Chopin like a, record like a like a chamomile tea because mm. you shouldn't drink you shouldn't drink wine right before bed really Al- mean, uh, alcohol alcohol is is bad for your sleep no <laughs> that goes and against everything i hoped was true <laughs> no alcohol is bad for your sleep you know it to be true yeah of course you've definitely woken up at two in the morning after a night of drinking and been like Ugh! Well, the good thing about that is if you had a night of drinking, then you at 2 a.m. you wake up and you go and take an Advil and a vitamin and drink like three glasses of water really quickly. Be like, I still have time. (laughs) I can stop this. I want to change subjects completely. Hit me. So, and this is, this may be a little late in the day to be bringing this up, but so a couple of my friends on the Discord of mine I'm on have been talking recently about historical lube recipes. Mm, from history. From history, because one of my friends has like a, a book of, of horniness from yore. Uh, it's a good old Beck Poppins, and she uh, she made one of the recipes, a Victorian-era lube recipe, which involved a cup of water with, like, four <laughs> teaspoons of cornstarch in it. Oh, my God. I was literally about to say cornstarch as a joke. It's cornstarch. And then you boil the shit out of it, and it eventually hits a certain... Viscosity viscosity and it does just straight up look like jizz but she reports yeah i mean it's slippery yeah it is a lubricant <laughs> it's it's it, you know it slides around doesn't and apparently it it's also you can also easily easily flavor it put a put a little orange blossom oil in your uh. victorian lube i could see that and now another friend with another recipe is making a seaweed based historical lube okay is it well i guess it has like agar is derived from seaweed right yeah so that makes sense i can see it and uh yeah yeah mo who also listens to the show he reports that it works. So all right. There's there's horny science out there from history. So if I get sent back in time, you can my fuck. lube recipes are all taken care of. I mean, if you have access to you know fire and uh, I don't know how you derive cornstarch from corn, and I, I mean, hope cornstarch comes from corn because if it doesn't, then I'm really screwed here. Boy, howdy. I'm up a creek without a battle or in the historical past without any lube. <laughs> I mean, I when I after I said that, I took a big sip of of Theraflu from this mug. Mm. <laughs> it's like mm. <laughs> I just you know, un uncharacteristically of me stopped myself from saying something gross (laughs) we're all getting older that's my little thanksgiving treat (laughs) to you 
Let's all be thankful that I didn't say the gross thing I was thinking. Um, I'll tell I'll tell you offline. Okay, perfect. Or perfect. no, I won't. No. Ah, you're keeping it for yourself. Yeah. I'll just swallow this disgusting thing that I thought of. It's not that it's not that bad. Um interesting. <laughs> they were very horny in the past. And we learn this more and more every day. Apparently in like modern western times the regency era was the horniest yeah i can see i that. mean i don't have to tell you that <laughs> uh famed time i don't need to tell you that wait sorry you've grown your beard you've grown your beard back haven't you i have well i need to trim it down um on account Good. of it's it's too much now <laughs> But, You've got uh, the winter beard. Yeah, that's true. It's just hard to like make that uh, make that call. Well, uh, shaving. Also, I don't know where my tr- like my tr- like hair clippers are. That's another thing with moving. Is if if it's something that you 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 use like once a month, maybe moving makes it very hard to find that thing. Mm. I mean, I'm proud of you that you found your podcasting equipment. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, we've got a we've got basically like a hobby corner in that I that I put <laughs> the microphone in. Um, I can you know what I can tell that you've put more stuff on the walls. You're not quite as echoey. As like echoey? Yeah, that may yeah. be the like. You maybe put some more rugs down. Yeah, some, yeah. That is got true. Got new, a new couch, right? Yeah, new couch. Uh, more books on the walls. It's it's nice. Um, Loading yeah. up with fresh farts. <laughs> Trying not to. Izzy definitely got crayon on it today. But the good thing about this couch is that all of the covers are machine washable. So, <clears throat> so that is a possibility. Um, and got all got all of our books up. Uh, we actually got like a media console thing that the turntable is in, and I I was kind of up on the like on the fence about whether or not I should just get rid of the turntable and all my albums. But then I realized that like essentially for the cost of getting the, uh, the dust cover for the turntable that we probably need, I could get a turntable that I could just that has a preamp in it that I can just run a line out of into the like speaker system that we use. <clears throat> and, um, indeed this is not, this is like, this is, this is like boring guy oh, yeah, conversation. I'm not <laughs> but uh but so so uh not listening but sneezing. But uh yeah. so we'll we'll do what's, that. Sorry, go what's ahead. Your, what's your least favorite conversation to be stuck in? I would say a political conversation that is not necessarily with somebody with diametrically opposed political beliefs but like political beliefs that are slightly different than mine and with with somebody who is like much less like informed on a day-to-day basis about things mm-hmm. that's one of the that's one of the top bad ones it's it's very bad just being like just it's just like swallowing hard <laughs> yeah that's, that's up there for me um also for me, it's stuck between two people talking about baseball. Oh boy! 
and middle-aged white men talking talking about music. Mm-hmm. Those are I say the, the the top three right there. That's where I don't mm-hmm. want to be. I think like also uh, there's there's someone who uh, I have worked with occasionally who uh, is a white guy who probably holds like probably has like views about like the PC police and things like that. And these only come up in like very oblique references. And it's like, and I hate having the thing where you can't be like, Hey, fuck you. But like having to basically like be like, well, I don't think that's the case to like try to like be like I'm not on this team. <laughs> like I am not a person that you should talk to about this. Like but like having to do it over and over again over the course of months. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Um, but that's... Can I change topics completely? Yeah, hit me, hit me. Do you see that Detective Pikachu? Yeah, I, I, I felt like we should talk about Detective Pikachu. I can't believe I forgot to Pokemon. talk about Detective Pikachu. Yeah, Pikachu. yeah, cuz that's Cause, okay, the biggest here's, Pokemon here's, news. Here's, Here's the thing. You know about me. I don't watch trailers. But but you did watch this one, right? Ask me how many times I've watched Detective Pikachu. How many times have you watched Detective Four. Pikachu? Four. Huh. You um, know who's in Detective Pikachu? Uh, Justice Bill Smith. Knight. Bill Nighy. Really? Nighy. I cannot wait to see Bill Nighy. Oh, you're saying talking. Bill Nighy, not Bill Nighy. Bill Nighy, the okay. British actor. Is he um, voicing a Pikachu? No, he's as himself. He's not as himself. He's his, he's a human boy. And he's going to like be talking to a Squirtle. And I can't wait. According Can to Wikipedia. Can you imagine how uncanny it would be if there if it was an actual like like 12-year-old boy. But when he opened his mouth, the voice of Bill Nighy came out? That'd be really good. That's what they should do. Yeah. I mean, it looks really good. I can't wait. It apparently comes out, according to Wikipedia, it comes out the day after my birthday. So I have I have a strong feeling that maybe I'm going to spend my 37th birthday going to an early premiere of hmm. Detective Pikachu. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, you should do that. Because he's just... It's like... It's Pokemon, but... But they're like real. It seems very well crafted. Like it seems from that trailer, not just like good and funny, but like well put together. I guess it's got that Roger Rabbit vibe. Yeah, yeah. Like they've taken a lot of time to think about this. Yeah. Um, I like the furry Pikachu. Mm. I support. I support What's the, the other feathery side there. Smooth. Mm, I don't think I. I don't think I like the idea of like a flesh Pikachu of that. I mean, people being... were a little. There's a Jigglypuff, and it's a it's a furry Jigglypuff, mm-hmm. and people were a little bothered by that. But the option, the other, I like the other option is just like like a balloon. Yeah, yeah. The other option is just taut f- skin. Ugh. It's bad. Ugh. Oh God. Oh yeah, no. You have to go with with a. You gotta a, go with free Pikachu. Yeah, a little zap, a little zap mouse. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. Oh God. Okay. I'm not thinking about like how how bad seeing a Jigglypuff that was just like like colored like hide. Skin. Yeah, yeah. It's just like. Just like a like like taut dolphin skin, only pink. <laughs> but like, yeah, like it's imagine little, a Kirby little, like, that looks like forehead. that. Like imagine that that's like just like, flesh. like inflamed and infected. No, no, you. I'm I'm all for a fluffy, fluffy. I mean, it's got puff in the name. Yeah, yeah. It's got like... in the name. It was always meant to be fluffy. This is what Hiroto Pokemon, the creator of Pokemon, intended. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so what is a gag that will always make you laugh? And I mentioned this because one of mine is the name of somebody, like like somebody being named like John Toilet. And it's like the inventor <laughs> of toilets, <laughs> which is funny Liar. because John Crapper was actually the inventor of or like invented a toilet and that's where yeah. we get crapper from. Yeah, and if, yeah, that always gets me. I'm I'm so simple cuz like it can be just like slightly changing the vowel in a in a word. Like jumbo shrimp becomes jambo shrump. I think that's hilarious. Cowboy like beep poops. Uh, oh boy, here's the thing that's been destroying <laughs> me and Paul and Molly. Is somebody posted a bunch of um like photoshops of different anime titles but they were like castle vassal mm-hmm. they're castle rhyming Vania. and like uh, paul paul made a couple he made nokio yokio and perfect blurfect and now it's just poisoned all three of our minds and now every t- everything you know everything we see is just cowboy bowboy cowboy <laughs> <laughs> Motodo, notodo, totodo. <laughs> Little whittle, akadiddle was the one that made me laugh so hard. Homestone. I love it. Um, and, and that that has poisoned my brain. I can't stop thinking it. <laughs> like that made me laugh every time. Spoonerisms. I, I'm just so yeah. The one, the the things that somebody did where there were photoshops of like fast food restaurants, but the the names were changed to be like somewhat nonsensical. Those really got me. Oh, there's one that's like Subway Eve Freef. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. That's just like fucking kills me. It takes it takes very little. Well, that stuff it all it almost feels like that's just the degree of unreality that we live in now. Yeah, it's like, like I need just just surrealism. Like Burger Kong, home of the Whoppy. Like yeah, no, perfect, <laughs> hilarious, love it. That's like yeah, but um, horror of the Warper. Horror of the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also saying my wife in the Borat voice. Mm-hmm. Borat voice, my wife. My wife. <laughs> um <laughs> my wife my wife <laughs> okay the next 20 minutes like listeners put a timestamp now because the next 20 minutes are just us going to be like like doing weird we could do this just like <laughs> i'm just gonna keep saying it my wife my wife my wife 
my wife. As Borat said, my wife. (laughs) (laughs) The classic (laughs) Borat bit. Very nice, my wife. Very nice, my wife. (laughs) (laughs) As Borat himself once said, very nice. Um, My wife. This is, again, there's a lot of tangents tonight, but I've been, so I've started, there's a a yoga studio that's on the way between where I drop busy off for daycare and the subway station, and uh, they have a free, like, 20-minute non-guided meditation session thing, where it's like, it's literally just a room you go into, and you, they... Just fucking chill out. Yeah, you just meditate for twenty minutes, and so then I was like trying to read some meditation stuff because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, and there's one like Zen book that is a transcription of talks that this guy gave, and like he's his metaphors are all really good. Where he's like, <laughs> like it, there's one thing where he, it, there's like a Zen cone about like horses, and he's like, you may think that you meditate to find out if you are the best horse. But you it may be better for you to be the worst horse. And then it's just like three pages of the words worst horse and best horse, <laughs> like being slightly moved around. And it's, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my it's God. very good. I just remembered something. Hit me. So I think I've talked before about the streamer slash let's player called Super Great Friend. Yes. Who is, I think, my favorite because he is he is the opposite of so many streamers slash let's players is that he is unflappable. Excuse me. He never screams. He never freaks out. He never he almost never even cusses. He's like his reactions to like horror games is like, oh, 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 look at you. And um, he for his he's been doing it for 10 years. And for his 10th anniversary stream, he streamed this game called Tender Loving Care. And it's a FMV game that is also like an erotic thriller. Oh boy. So that combo. And he was like, I'm just going to stream this as long as it takes to finish the game. And the stream is nine hours long. Oh my God. (laughs) And I watched the whole thing in one sitting. But the, the, the plot of this game is inconsequential. It's very stupid. Um, but there's a there's a point when he's like in this, you're exploring these these people's house and there's a self-help book you find where the title is Hugging the Shame Boy. <laughs> <laughs> How to weep the weepy weep way. <laughs> <sighs> and it's, yeah, I, I, I can't remember the contents of the book hugging the shame boy but it was basically you know if you you know you have to embrace your shame boy and then yeah it's a bad game but the way but he he read it and it was beautiful hugging hugging the shame boy and that's and that's with your what was it bad horse what was it yeah like the bad horse the the worst horse (laughs) Bad Horse was a... Did you ever watch Dr. Horrible's song? I never did. Apparently it was the 10th anniversary of that recently. 
And I was like, at the same time, I was like, huh, 10 years. And I was like, how is that only 10 years? Yeah. That feels like it was 10 years, years and ago. And also that happened in Narnia. Like, that also happened in 1992. Like, <laughs> like, how did that happen? God. Yeah, like that that seems like it happened in a different country. Like in a different universe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the before times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I would say that is how we should refer to them. <laughs> well, it's just like, like things seemed, well, I mean, it's not like, I don't know. I'm not going to say things seemed more inconsequential. I don't know. It, no, I don't know. Things were just very different. In the far, like I saw a picture of myself recently from 2007 and I was like, I was like, how was that not 15 years ago? How was that only 11 years ago? Yeah, yeah. It isn't a huge difference, but I was like, 2007 was both like yesterday and also like 20 years ago. Yeah, a million years ago. And yet 1998 remains 10 years ago. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's how time works. It's relativity theory. Hey, man, it's the 90s. Did we ever decide what to call the like, like the zero zeros? The aughts. The aughts. Okay, good. That was, be- that was better than the, the noughties. Or the two, or was... the two thousands. Yeah. We'll call it. That's a lot better than the noughties, which I hated. That's very bad. No one yeah. should ever call it. <sighs> Unless um, you're uh, talking about Borat. My and wife. My wife. I'm just imagining like I'm just imagining like like a detective movie where like it's at the very end and it's the reveal and he's like I know who the killer is as Borat once said my wife and I'm just imagining like it's a Regency thing and Borat is in a drawing room oh my god and it's it's Borat like he's got the same mustache and the hair but he's got like a cravat on and he's holding a teacup and he just like, he puts the teacup down and says, my wife, my wife, (laughs) (laughs) my Lord, something has occurred with, with the lady, (laughs) with the lady Borat, (laughs) my wife. The lady. The lady Borat. Wait, what's Borat's last name? It's probably something offensive and stupid. Yeah, yeah. The lady Borat. Sugdiev. I feel like I think we should do. Do we want to name this episode "My Wife?" Question mark or the lady Borat? And the thing with the lady Borat is, I think people are going to think we're talking about like the like the the female version of Borat, like the gender swapped Borat. Instead of, like, <laughs> the Duchess of Ambover, the Lady Borat. My lord, the Lady Borat was wounded as she, she fell from her horse and has broken her leg. My, my wife? My wife? Uh, I hope this is funny to people listening. It's funny to me. <laughs> I don't care if other people... <laughs> oh, we love our viewers, but we do not... Um... 
We've my lord, the, my lord, the lady Borat has risen from her bed, and she's she's speaking for for you. She's she's calling for you. Very nice. <laughs> okay. We got to stop now. Yep. Yeah, we can't. We can't top that. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. For another um, have a good. Podcast. Have a, a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, I'm yeah. thankful for you what? and this pod a cast. Yeah, I'm thankful for you, and I'm thankful, I'm thankful. for Emma. I'm I'm thankful for Izzy. Oh. I'm thankful for all our listeners. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, you know, sometimes I gotta. I, I I still haven't needed to take a series of you know go to a series of lectures in a nearby town because we got that. Oh yeah, we've got that sting now. Yeah. <laughs> next time, next time beforehand, we'll just both drink a bunch of water. Yeah. Which I probably should be doing anyway. I'm so dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, love um, you so much. Love you so much. Bye. Bye. Really, twenty five percent off. Well, do I get that too? No, just Meryl. Why, 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 why does she get it? Because she's my wife. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> you know, and I'll tell you, I'm really enjoying this marriage thing. You think about each other. You care about each other. It's wonderful. Plus, I love saying my wife. I started saying it, I couldn't stop. My wife. Yes. My wife. Yeah. It's an amazing way to begin a sentence. <laughs> my wife. There's an inner ear infection. <laughs> See? Wow, 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 he's a very nice.